Chapter 15. The North and Hereward. Part 1. The Harrying of the North. January 1069. Rebellion was stirring yet again. William, tired of Morcar's rebellious attitude, decided to take the earldom of Northumbria away from Morcar and Gospatric and give it to a Robert of Comines. He was a mercenary, a soldier that William paid to fight for him at Hastings. Of Flemish origins, he took the post with a certain smugness and marched to York with over 900 of his own armed men for protection. For the people of Northumbria, things went from bad to worse, as the new earl inflicted severe cruelties and heavy taxes on the ordinary people. The winter of 1069 was a harsh one, and soon the people in the north were running short of food, and they were angry. Then, on January the 31st, Robert of Comines was killed, brutally while he was sleeping. The people have risen up in anger with sticks and axes. They attacked and killed hundreds of the armed soldiers, and even the new Norman lord, who lived in York Castle. Edgar Etheling was hiding in Scotland at the time, but saw his chance at power and travelled south to join the fight. Edwin and Morcar, who were never far away, also joined and brought troops from Mercia. King William once again rode out to meet the rebellious forces who were based in York. But this time, William brought so many men that the rebels surrendered as soon as they saw the Normans approaching. However, William did not accept their surrender. He was increasingly angry with the English rebels. When would they accept him as their king? He took Edwin and Morcar hostage once more. Edgar fled back to Scotland, and then William enacted the most vicious plan of his whole reign. Dividing his men into small groups, he sent them out on horseback into the Northumbrian countryside. They were given strict orders to kill those who stood against William and to strip the land such that it was unlivable. What commenced became known as the Harrying of the North. Across the earldom, men, women and children were slaughtered. Houses and towns were burnt to the ground. Livestock and animals were killed and fields of crops were destroyed. William's men then poured salt into the soil so that nothing would be able to grow there for a generation. William's aim was to make sure that no army could gather in the north again because they would not be able to live off the land. However, the result was that a 100,000 ordinary people died of starvation. Many people fled south, such that there was a flood of refugees from the area. It was even reported that the people who remained had to resort to eating cats, dogs and even each other. It was an event that the Normans and the Anglo-Saxons never forgot. Part 2. Hereward the Wake the very final rebellion from the English, against their new ruler, came in 1070. A famous and powerful man, Hereward the Wake, returned to his lands to find his brother killed and a Norman in charge. Filled with fury, the man who had links in Scandinavia called the Vikings to come and support him. Together, the English and the Danish armies destroyed the town of Peterborough in revenge. Hereward even broke into the quiet, peaceful and highly religious monastery in the town. The old English abbot had recently been replaced with a Norman one, and Hereward was furious. The monks rushed out from prayer to protect their monastery, but they couldn't stop the thieving and looting that took place as the Danes stole all of the gold from the place of worship, and abandoning Hereward, sailed back to Norway. Hereward was undeterred, and soon Edwin and Morcar arrived to help. Perhaps they knew it was the last chance that England had against this new ruler. They took over Ely Castle and prepared for battle. It was a strong castle, deep in the fens, where there was quicksand and swampy land. William arrived with his loyal cavalry a week later and attempted to cross this land to reach the castle. The Normans first built a bridge of wooden panels over a mile long to the castle. 
However, as soon as the men walked across it, the bridge collapsed and their heavy armour pulled the men into the quicksand to their death. William's next technique was to build a watchtower such that it could be seen from the castle. Rather than putting archers to fire from it, he used a local wise woman to help. There was a rumour in the town that she was a witch. William told her to curse the rebels in their castle, to bring them to defeat. She even flashed them in an attempt to bring about a Norman victory. William was beginning to get concerned that this rebellion would challenge him because of the land which the English knew and he did not. Then, the monks from Peterborough came to his aid. They knew the strength of his religion and, although they didn't like having their abbot changed, they certainly did not support those who just robbed the monastery of its gold. They knew the area well and were happy to show William and his army a safe way through the marshes, guiding them quietly by candlelight. Once the king reached the castle, a bloody battle began. Many hundreds of men were slaughtered, including the famous Edwin of Mercia, who had been so popular with the English. Morcar was imprisoned, and didn't manage to escape this time. Hereward, however, did escape. He soon became the focus of many legends as the last English man who stood up to the Normans. <laughs> 